What I love about the No Room for Doubt podcast is the fact that whether Kyra is doing a solo episode or if she's talking to a guest, she never fails to deliver on tangible and actionable steps. And she does it in such an authentic way that it is extremely relatable. She uses her own life experience or she'll get the most out of the guest because she creates such a safe space that everybody opens up and shares. So not only is it extremely relatable, but you can also then put into action the small manageable steps because she does it in such a logical manner that when she goes in deep on the topic, you can relate it to whatever area of life you want to. I have never paused a podcast, re-listened to episodes or wrote notes and applied everything that she goes through in the podcast in any other concept of life at all. So thank you so much, Kyra. Hello and welcome to the No Room for Doubt podcast. My name's Kyra Matthews. I'm a manifestation obsessive and I help creatives and independent business owners overcome self-doubt and anxiety so they can build thriving businesses online. So let's get into it. I'm Tasha. I'm a website and brand designer. My favorite episode is First on the Dance Floor. This episode called me out on my shits. Being an entrepreneur is a very lonely and rocky road. And the No Room for Doubt podcast has become a constant resource for me to find mindset advice, permission to dream bigger and know that I am not alone in my journey. I first discovered Kyra's podcast in around 2020 and I very quickly became drawn to it and listened in weekly safe to say I became obsessed and I haven't missed an episode since it's definitely one of my go-to podcasts I love it because it's it's genuinely so raw and juicy and it explores topics particularly in relation to the mind that truly applies to everyone and not just people in business and I also find that it's always very fresh and interesting and includes practical tips for how one can implement various learnings from the discussions. A hundred episodes is such a huge achievement um, and it's so special so congratulations Kyra I can't wait to hear what's in store for the next 100. Wow I'm not crying you are I get emotional listening to those messages because I remember wanting to start the very first podcast and being so afraid to launch the very first episode. So to be here celebrating a hundred episodes with you all to have conversations with you and for you to tell me how you've discovered the podcast and it's got you motivated to achieve things. I actually just got off a call with someone who said that, you know, they listened to the podcast and they started TikTok and got all these followers from as a result of listening. And Every single one of you listening, every single one of you who takes a bit of this podcast and dreams 
does something different or bigger and just gets closer to your own vision, every single one of you, you are more than I could have ever dreamed would be possible. I'm so grateful that you are here. I'm so grateful that I get to do this show every week and every time I'm tired or I don't want to post or I don't want to edit it or whatever, I just have to remind myself of all of you who are tuning in every single Wednesday to hear a conversation with somebody interesting or to hear something that I'm learning that you can apply and so this is just my thank you to you for being here for 100 episodes and as Maria said cheers to 100 more thank you and I love you all bonjour friends hello how are you I don't know why I wanted to say that in a very bad French accent I am gonna hate myself when I have to listen to that in the edit (laughs) anyway how are you doing hope you're all doing well hope your 90 day goals are going superb I hope you're trying a lot of things I hope you're failing falling on your face I hope you're learning I hope you're growing I hope you're winning by the way little side note the people that you see on instagram who are successful whether they've like raised a bunch of money in their startup or they're just doing something on instagram that you think is cool they're actually no cleverer than cleverer than you they're no different to you they're no small special than you are they've just tried a bunch of things and been willing to fail a whole heap of times so that is kind of going to be the subject of today's podcast the worst case scenario. Let's talk about it. But before we start, I do want to just take a minute to celebrate myself and shout myself out. I am about to go on a panel to talk about confidence, mindset, putting yourself out there in in front of an audience of 100 people. And uh, I have no idea what I'm going to say. Well, I have no idea what the words that are going to come out of my mouth, but I'm very excited. So this is part of a company that I've worked with before. So Albright is a membership. It's a women's founders membership, I think. I'm not sure. I just know that any time I walk into an Albright room, I leave and I'm totally a different person. So they have an online membership and an in-person membership membership in their Mayfair headquarters. Every month they have something called Albright Meets and it's designed to take the ick out of networking. And I've been invited to be on the panel this month. I'm pretty chuffed, not gonna lie. I have to say, I think this is gonna be my largest audience to date that I'm speaking in front of. So it feels like a massive win. I feel very delighted and honored to have been invited. I just want to celebrate myself for that. So anyway, let's get back to you. Let's get back to what you came here for. We're going to be talking about the worst case scenario. For a bit of context, anytime you're thinking about your goal, 
So you may be thinking about your 90 day goal and like a larger concept, but you also may be in the middle of your 90 day goal and about to launch something, about to approach an influencer to promote your products. You might be about to approach a store to ask them to stock your products. Like whatever actions you're going to take in your mind, you usually have a worst case scenario like the worst thing that could happen and a best case scenario. Typically, our brain goes to the worst case scenario first. The reason why it's really important to understand this concept and to understand the two stories or images that you have running in your mind is because your brain is not going to be reacting to what is true and what is real and what is present. Your brain is going to be reacting to the story that you give the most weight, okay? So let me illustrate how this plays out. Last year, I, when I was thinking about launching the 90-day journal, and I would say that when I started the idea for the 90-day journal, I felt very sure and confident and I was going to do it, but then there was milestones along that goal where it made it feel more real like I had to put more of myself on the line for instance when I had to pay for the stock for the journal when I had to pay and exchange money to someone so they could produce the journal and then deliver it to me at those particular milestone my brain flashed up with the worst case scenario so be, it took me quite a while to to decide to pick a manufacturer and to actually pay them. I mean, I still achieved my goal in relatively quick time, but it took me a while in terms of like, there was like lots of debating. I'm going to just estimate like two weeks going back and forth, even though I was going back and forth on this one manufacturer and they're the one that I saw first and they're the one that I ended up going with. I could have made that decision earlier. But what had delayed me from making that decision is in my brain, I kept on playing my worst case scenario. So for me, for that goal at the time, my worst case scenario sounded something like, you're going to pay all this money, you're going to invest, you're going to get a terrible product you're not gonna like it it's never gonna arrive you're gonna get these journals it's gonna take loads of space in the house and then you're not gonna sell any and then you would have lost your initial investment it would have been a huge waste of time there are so many journals out there you're about to embarrass yourself you're supposed to be a leader in this space they're gonna laugh at you people are gonna think you're a joke and you're going to have to close down your business. You're going to run out of money. You're not going to have money for food or like your phone bill. That was my brain's worst case scenario. And because I kept on playing that worst case scenario in my mind, I couldn't move forward. My brain was essentially saying, because that image was at the forefront of my mind, my brain was saying like, if you take this action, if you move forward, then this terrible thing or then this terrible set of events will happen and you won't be able to move forward and what I really think about is interesting about this very early in my coaching career 
So in the beginning of 2020, I did a program that essentially taught me neuro-linguistic processing and how to do those, how to use those tools on my clients. It's not something I use like a great amount, but there are some particular things about the way the brain works that I learned in that program that still stick with me and are really relevant to the work that I do with my clients now. So when you are thinking about the future and you're thinking about your worst case scenario, you will have thoughts, but also you typically have an image of that playing out and it might be a static image or you might imagine it as a movie. So in that example, I could literally see the images of me paying this money to buy the stock, not selling any. I could see myself feeling looking really sad and deflated at having not sold the journals and having a really terrible time. Now, knowing that it's an image in your mind is really important because it gives you a lot of power. You, when you realize that it's an image, you realize that what you're watching right now is a movie. You're watching a movie of your worst case scenario play out in your head and you're feeling the sensations in your body of that worst case scenario. And for me, that example, it was anxiety. It was fear. It was shame. So you'll be in the present moment where you're totally fine, nothing's happened to you, but you're experiencing your projection, your story of the future. Okay. And I actually think it's really important to know what your worst case scenario is. Anytime I find myself getting stuck, confused, feeling a lot of negative emotion, I write down all the worst things that I think are going to happen. All the worst things that my brain is telling me are going to be detrimental to my survival if I take option A, option B or option C. Get it down on paper. And the reason why it's really important to write down your worst case scenario is because your brain is going to keep on badgering you with this worst case if you don't process it. It's kind of like the coach that taught me about neuro-linguistic processing. He also taught me that our emotions are like messengers. If we don't answer the door, they're just going to keep knocking and knocking and knocking. And the more we ignore our negative emotions, the louder they get and the more sort of volatile they get. So you want to get all of your worst case scenario down onto a page, no matter how bad it is or how extreme or how silly it is, you don't want to edit as you're getting it down. And what happens when you're writing it, this is why the 90 day journal is so effective, is you start to release some of the negative emotion as you write it down. If you don't process your your worst case scenario, what can happen is then you start living into your worst case scenario. Our brains are essentially designed to go in the direction of whatever we tell it. Many of you have heard what you think therefore becomes NLP context, so a neuro-linguistic processing context. It's the images that you imagine therefore create your emotions that you're feeling right now. And because of the emotions that you're feeling right now, they dictate the actions that you can take. So if you're looking at your worst case scenario... And in this present moment, you're feeling anxiety, 
it will be very challenging for you to show up with confidence because you just don't feel confident. So you'll be showing up in the present moment from a place of anxieties. And what will happen is you will start producing results that will be equal to the anxiety that you're feeling. And you start creating more evidence in the present that your worst case scenario is going to happen. What's fantastic about this is that your brain is going to be doing this all the time painting worst case scenario stories, telling you stories and doing all the things. And the reason why it does this is because your brain is designed to keep you alive and to keep you safe. A lot of self-development circles talk about this, but it's so true. Your brain wants you to essentially go back into the cave where it's safe. And so the worst case scenario is a really compelling story for why you shouldn't move forward but it's all just made up. All your worst case scenario is, is your imagination. Now, depending on the actions that you take in your present moment, you can prove your imagination true. But if you're listening to this and you're this far into this episode, something tells me you don't want to prove your worst case scenario true. What you actually want to prove is your best case scenario. So when we're about to take an action that is new, that involves a large amount of failure, we're going into new environments that we've never experienced before. We will give a lot of space and a lot of time in our brain to the worst things that will happen. You might wake up and be worried about something like you think about it all the time. You feel anxious all day thinking about the worst case scenario. You've got that worst case scenario movie playing in your head. Can I say the phrase worst case scenario anymore? <laughs> I don't know. But um, you don't want to keep proving that true. You want to create as much time as you're giving to the worst things that could happen. You want to create some space for the best things that can happen as well. And the thing is, because your brain really wants to convince you to go back into the cave, it's not going to do that by itself. It's very unlikely that your brain, without any direction from you, the brain operator, your brain is not going to be like, okay, well we thought about how you're a terrible person and how it could all go wrong. Let me now tell you about how you're great and how it could work. You have to consciously decide to think about the best case scenario. Now, if you haven't processed the worst case, it's going to be very challenging to process the best case. But once you've done that, you then get to do the same exercise with your best case. What is the best thing that could happen? What is the best outcomes you could hope for right now? Why are you even on this journey? What is it that you want to create? What are you really aiming for? If anything could happen, what would you want to happen? What would you want to create? Why are you worthy and deserving of this best case scenario? Why have you got what it takes? Once you start thinking about your best case scenario, your best case scenario will also be an image in your mind. 
it'll be a movie that you get to play. So as you start writing down the best case scenario, your brain will then flick up images of you being happy, being very successful, doing that launch and it going the way you wanted or seeing your product stocked in a particular store or working with a particular brand on a collaboration. Your brain starts to play that movie, then start to think a different quality of thoughts. You start to think bigger. And what you will feel in your body as you watch this movie play out of your success in your mind is you start to feel this expansive, open, maybe even this curious energy, this determined or focused energy as you start to tell yourself a different story. Now you have two pictures in your mind you get to choose which one is going to be the most useful for you to pick up going forward. Is it more useful for you to focus on the worst case and to create that anxiety in your body now? Or is it more useful to focus on the best case scenario to create those positive emotions that are going to have you moving forward? Here's what you need to know about these two images it is likely that your brain will have more weight on the worst case scenario. It is up to you to shift those scales and put weight onto the best case scenario. There are some very practical ways for you to do this. If you have the 90-day journal, I recommend doing the mental rehearsal audio because it literally gets you to imagine the images of the best case scenario and to feel those feelings. And the more you do that, the stronger the neuro pathways will be in your brain. But also you may have to write down your worst case and your best case scenarios every day for a couple of weeks. When I was launching the journal, I had that moment of having to pay someone to produce the journal. I processed my worst case and then I looked at the best case And you know what I actually decided is that when I was looking at the best case of all the things that could happen, I was like, actually, the worst case isn't that I lose money and that I am laughed at or I'm ridiculed or shamed. The worst case is if I don't try and I never know what's possible. The worst case actually is if I have this idea and I just sit in confusion for months and years and end. The worst case is that this idea could be a million pound idea, a 100k idea. And I never ever know because I'm afraid. It allowed me to take that next step. But when I was going to other steps, for example, designing the front cover, I had more doubt and confusion and overwhelm come up. And I had to go through my worst case again. And I had to decide what my best case scenario was going to be. You've got to wake up every day and decide, are you going to be stepping in and believing and watching the movie of your worst case, the movie of your failure, the movie of you being shamed and ridiculed and judged, the movie of you being broke for the rest of your life, the movie of you working a job that you hate? Are you going to be watching the movie of you winning, of you failing and picking yourself up again, of things being challenging, but you working out, of you finding the answers, of you making new connections and one thing leading on to another thing and leading on to another thing and achieving growth that you never even thought could be possible for yourself. When you think about your goal, what is the emotion that comes up? 
Because whatever motion comes up when you think about your goal is the movie that you're watching in your brain. And so you get to make that decision to decide what movie you're going to be watching every single day. And that is your job. That is your work. Your brain will tell you that the worst thing that could happen is someone laughing at you or someone saying you're not good enough or someone saying, who are you to do that? You're too young to charge that. And we think that that's the worst thing that could happen. Someone could judge us negatively. I'm going to create a case that that is nowhere near the worst thing that could happen. Listen, people are already judging you now. People are judging you for the trainers you listen to, for the, you know, your hair, for where you work, for where you go out, where you don't go out, who you listen to, like your music taste. People are already judging you and you have no idea. And guess what? You're living your life largely unaffected by that. The worst thing is that you allow your fears of other people to stop you from living out the life that you were born to live. I love the way that Abraham puts this. I will link Abraham in the show notes if you've never experienced them. They say that we all have this escrow. We all have this big pot of manifestations that are made just for us written into our code it's all the list of all the things we want like it's just out there in a big pot but if we don't go out and get it nobody else can take our pot it just sits there unclaimed kind of like if you won the lottery but you never went up to say hey these are my winning numbers the money just sits there nobody else gets to have it so often we're afraid of the opinions of people who are not thinking about us we're afraid of the opinions of like strangers, like people who fully do not even know us online. We're afraid of people who follow us and see the 2% of ourselves that we put online. And we're afraid of what their judgment could mean for us. We're afraid of people who are in our lives, who they may be in our life for this chapter, but they may not even be in our lives in the next chapters of our stories. Like, those are the people that we're so afraid of, those people judging us negatively. And in the context, let's say you live for 80 years. Is it likely that the people that are watching and following you and who know you now are still going to be here in 10 years time? You know, I don't know. Who can say? But the perspective shift that I want to give you is in 10 years time, no matter who is around you and no matter who is not around you, what do you want to have guided your life? The fear of what other people could say about you, the fear of being rejected, the fear of looking like a fool, or do you want to know that in 10 years you were guided by your best case scenario that you kept on playing out in your mind and you kept on living into and growing into 1% each day? Do you want to live a life that is so extraordinary, something that you could only have dreamt of, something that you did dream of every single day because you played the image of your best case scenario? Do you want that to be the case? Or in 10 years time, do you want to be living out your worst case scenario? You get to decide where you're going to be tomorrow by the thoughts that you choose to think today. You get to decide where you're going to be next year by the thoughts and the stories that you tell yourself today. I was on a workshop. I delivered a workshop for a company 
just recently and I had someone come on and ask me for advice on what she should do with her business. My job isn't to tell you how to run your business. My job is to help you find the answers within yourself. You're the leader and the master of your own life. And she said she had some ideas for her business. She, I asked her, what, how many attempts had you made on this thing? She said, I had Googled and I had researched this question online. And I said, well, that's not an attempt. <laughs> an attempt is trying something out in the world, producing something, reading a book, taking a course, listening to someone talk. That isn't actually an attempt at your goal. An attempt at your goal is launching something out in the world, winning and failing. That's an attempt, okay? And what she ended up saying to me was, you know what, actually, I don't think I need any cognitive support on this. I don't need cognitive advice or coaching. And that's totally okay. Not everyone wants to be coached. Totally okay. We all get to choose. We all have freedom of choice. But what I do want to say is, is that everything that we have or don't have is a result of how we're thinking, is a result of the stories that we're playing we're playing over and over again in our mind. Now, this isn't a reason to blame yourself or to blame anyone else for what you have created or what you have not created. The past doesn't matter. What has come yesterday does not concern us. But what it does mean is that what comes tomorrow is totally within our power to affect and to change. And we may not have 100% control over how our goals unravel and how they reveal itself. What I've discovered is that our goals reveal itself bit by bit by what we allow in. And they don't reveal any faster than our internal growth. Nonetheless... I always say this on this podcast and today I'm going to say it again and I'm going to say it with the vim of belief, of truth, of love, of compassion. You can have anything you want. The universe wants you to win. It wants you to have whatever is on your heart's desires. You just have to think it true. You have to think it So you feel it and then you can take action on it. That is how we have created the iPhone, the water bottle, cars, aeroplanes. It's how humans have developed all of the things that we take for granted now. And it's how we will continue to develop and move the human race forward. So thank you so much for listening. And I'll see you next week. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, you're going to want to get in touch to Coach With Me one-on-one. We take all of these concepts and materials, apply them to your brain and your business so we can get you to your next level. Join me by going to www.kyramatthews.com forward slash next level. That's www.kyramatthews, K-I-R-A, matthews.com forward slash next level to get your space to coach with me one-on-one. I can't wait to see you there.